Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Hope your week's off to a great start. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik, Debbie Lazaga, and Adam Roberts as well. Uber every year puts out a list of lost and found items from the year before in their vehicles. So the annual list is out. Some of it's funny. Some of it's just really weird. Some of it is things you'd expect. On this year's list are things like, these are all left in their vehicles, Mm -hmm. an ankle monitor from someone in the Department of Corrections, a slushy machine. How long do you have to be in that ride to get that off? Yeah, well, if you got the right tools, not very long. I guess. Wow. Okay, so an ankle monitor. Sorry, that was that was shocking. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, they they say these are amongst a the slushy. fifty most unique items. <laughs> a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament. <laughs> I didn't know they made those. I want one now. Don't you? <laughs> Chicken wings. One person left six cheesecakes in the oh. backseat of the Uber. Yum. Painted rat traps. A lightsaber. Who doesn't want that? One Gucci loafer. I bet that person was ticked. <laughs> Wait, you said a slushy machine, right? A slushy machine. Fingernails. Ew. That's gross. That is so gross. I'm thinking fake nails, like those press-ons, yep. not Gotta just be. clippings in the back. <laughs> well, the, Weed? Dan- the Dandy DeVito ornaments can run you about $8. <laughs> I have, uh, 8 to $16. You found one? Yeah, depending on what you got here. What does it look like? Is it him as the penguin from one of the Batman movies? No, I, it- I, I think it's more from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if okay. you watch that look, show. Here's, here's a picture. Or more here's recent a picture character. Of it. Uh, there's one where Danny DeVito is a little floating over. Head. It looks like from Taxi. Yeah, that could be, too. There's one where he, he's kind of dressed up like Shrek, which is kind of funny. I expected it more than just to be like this little head-looking keychain. I thought it was going to be yeah. something there's, bigger uh, than that. Oh, this is more than you'd ever imagine. It's very hard to see, but I'm holding this up to the camera. You can see some <laughs> of the most common items that were uh, so one confiscated of the, One of the pictures Uber. on John's article here is a unicycle. Yep, unicycle was one of them. Another one. You had, and a bottle of Fireball. Lightsaber was on there. A fire sword. I don't even know what that is, but that oh, sounds yeah. dangerous. A fire sword. But here's the interesting thing is that the I guess your Uber driver is on the honor system. They want to get the five stars. So you you let people yeah. know, oh, you left your lightsaber or your slushy <laughs> machine rather than just taking it yourself. Wouldn't you want the Danny DeVito m- ornament? Like, oh, somebody's probably going to notice well, they it, left this. It, it, that seems small enough to kind of fall between the seats, so yeah. you may not notice it right away. <laughs> but, but a, a slushy machine? machine seems like <laughs> a unicycle. Oh, it's too hard to forget. I don't uh, know that I would have turned in the six cheesecakes, yeah, I'll tell you right so. now. They, they probably didn't either. Yeah, we only probably, found four. There are probably eight left. <laughs> uh, here, are the, here are the five most forgotten things in an Uber. Mm-hmm. Number five is headphones. Oh, Number or, four is jewelry, so they lump that together. Mm-hmm. Number three is keys. The second most left thing is wallet. And you all would guess what the most common thing left in an Uber is, right? Your phone. Credit card? Phone. Phone. Even though they Which pretty could much be your tell credit you. card. Yep. That's the most common thing. So always a fun list. That's what was left what in the What surprised Uber you the most on that list, really? Slushy machine. <laughs> I think it's one of those portable ones that you're taking to a party. So like you're the, the old, life of the party with yeah, the margarita machine. Crank the ice, or maybe like the Snoopy kind. The when snow you were growing cone. Up. Yeah. Those were nice. What uh, surprised you, Greg? Uh, well, it's <laughs> a lot of cheesecakes to leave behind. It's a lot. I, unless you're putting them in a that's trunk a lot. because you don't want them to ride in the in the back seat. And slide around. Yeah. Well, it just seems like a lot to forget. Yeah, it does. 
And you probably need those where you're going. You're probably the one bringing the dessert. Yeah, so now you got $300 worth of cheesecake floating around in the back of an Uber. And you walk in, they say, hey, well, Greg's here, and he brought the dessert. Bring it right. Uh-oh. It's in the Uber. Yeah, then you got to run down the store to Schnitzer's and find a chocolate babka. Good <laughs> yeah. luck finding that. Schnitzer's. It's 515 at WTMJ. In five days, a new monarch takes the throne in London. The crown of the United Kingdom is solely come to the Prince Charles Philip Arthur George. This is the Wisconsin's Afternoon News Coronation Countdown. I'm jazzed. I'm ready. I'm going to be checking this out for sure. Are you going to wake up early and watch? Uh, I am. I'm not going to wake up super early, but it's, what, they're six hours ahead in London, right? Yes. And so uh, 5 a.m., well, 4 a.m. our time actually is when coverage starts. Yeah. But the stuff really doesn't get going until a little bit later than that. I mean, it's like 5 o'clock our time, right? I'm sure you can watch the edited bits as well if you're not really, if you don't need to see the full (laughs) procession like uh, some of us do. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. I've had several people say, I'm surprised you're not there. Yeah. And I'm so, you know, I'm going to England in October. So, so I will that's when go, you'll be there. Yeah, I'll go afterwards and go to Westminster Abbey and see where it all happened. But I did happen to be there last September when Queen Elizabeth passed away. Mm. And that was a surreal experience. So at least I feel like I've sort of had a royal experience. And I was. Yeah. There. And I was there during Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Really? And it was. I didn't realize remarkable. that. That was before we got together. Yeah. The procession. I, the It was. Surreal. Historic times. So yeah. even if you're not, if you don't consider yourself a royalist, this is still fascinating historic it's history. times. Yeah. So for the first time in 70 years. So uh, we'll talk about the cost. So we're going to spend each day covering some of the interesting aspects. Um, tomorrow we're going to talk with somebody who's going to the coronation concert and knows Queen Elizabeth's godson. Uh, so that's, we'll talk with Adam tomorrow. But today we want to um, tell you that you can make a quiche to celebrate. And then we're going to talk about the cost. Uh, <laughs> there is an official coronation quiche. It is the lunch that will be served, and if you want the recipe, you can text RECIPE to 855-616-1620. What do you think is going to be in the king's quiche? I, that's a very good I have no idea. What, what would be an official mushy peas? No, but I love that idea. <laughs> Fava beans instead of mushy peas, cheese, okay. spinach, and tarragon. Oh, tarragon. That's kind of a unique uh, taste. I, I like a good quiche. Well, you and the king have something in common. Eggs and cheese are some of his favorite uh, foods. So, And it's a supposedly kind of a nod to he has many causes that he supports. Yep. And sustainable organic agriculture is one of them. So this is supposedly oh, okay. in line with, uh, with, with that. Now, the queen, 70 years ago, her luncheon was what they call coronation chicken, which is basically chicken in this creamy curry sauce. And that sounds very traditional. Yeah, sounds, and he gets to choose, that right? Really good. Is it like the Masters, yes. where you're the man, you get to choose? He he chooses, right? Did he make his menu? I guess, yeah. Is that all we know? Do we know like what the dessert is or anything else? I think I don't know if there's a coronation crumpet <laughs> or a coronation dessert. I will have to look into that, but I do know there's a quiche. And if you if you want to take your hand at making it, go ahead. Text recipe to eight five five six one six one six twenty. I mean, if you were king, what would your lunch be, John? I think it would have to be beef Wellington. That's a British thing, that right? Sounds quite yes, English. And the nice pastry, the 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 beef done really up nice, fancy. Yeah. While I wear the crown, sitting there, having someone cut the beef Wellington for me, <laughs> feed it to me. <laughs> like any good butler would. Greg, what would your meal of choice be if you were king? I, I love the Wellington idea, and I do love tenderloin. Can I can I go out of bounds here and do like short ribs over grits? 
You're king. You can Ooh, have wow. whatever you okay. want. I like that. That's a low country meal. Long smoked short ribs. Wow. That's delicious. <laughs> That's a very southern thing. That sounds good. Thank you. What it's would good you to be do? the king? If you're the queen, what are you serving? I love tuna tartare. Mm. It's like a good seared tuna. No. Would rock my world. Yeah. That that's what I would yeah. want. All good choices. And Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> Not necessarily together, but yeah. Hey, I'm queen. I can have whatever I want. So we're going to be celebrating the coronation this historic time. If you want to take your uh, hand at coronation quiche, text recipe to 855-616-1620. It's at WTMJ.com as well. Now, there is a lot of controversy around this. There are people who think there should not be a monarchy anymore. There are people who love the pomp and circumstance. But we did find out how much the English taxpayers are paying for this. And it's a lot. $125 million. And it's controversial because it's taxpayer money. And as you know, as somebody who loves England, the monarchy's been under fire because they own so much valuable real estate, because they are funded and supported in large part by the government. And they don't really, they don't govern. They're, you know... Uh, figureheads. Total figureheads. They're, they're good for tourism. They're, 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 this is the debatable part. But when you said $125 million, yeah, yeah. it struck me, I didn't... Forgive me. Think it was. It's not as much as I thought it could be. Let's put it that way. I'm saying yeah. that's a heck of a party. I had the same reaction. In 1953, when the Queen became Queen, adjusting for inflation, her party was $46 million. Okay. So even adjusting for inflation, mm-hmm. so half the cost? No, less almost than a, third, a third. Yeah. So I thought that okay. was. Inter- wow. I thought that was of interest. All right. So, so I don't here, know what. Yeah. What, here's what, comparison. So mm-hmm. the inauguration of Donald Trump, different in many ways. But the closest thing we have to compare, the That's inauguration of Donald Trump was $107 million. So less than the coronation. And all this money for the Trump thing was privately raised. Yeah, well, he's also not a king, you know. <laughs> that, is, that should be a subtle yeah, difference. He but, might differ. But, <laughs> but that is interesting. So 107 yeah, But all privately raised. So I, there, can you imagine if taxpayers were on the hook for $125 million here? I think they'd go crazy. Sure. Which is the big difference, right? But I, I would be interested to see the line items, you know, because they're shutting down the city. They're doing these displays of lights on yeah. Sunday. There's Security going to be a procession. A big, big part That's of what this. I would think. Yeah. 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 All right. So you are going to England this fall, and I am. people can go with you. They can see these places: Westminster Abbey, Windsor. You're going to Windsor Castle. Yes, we're going to take the royal tour there as well. We're going to stop in Liverpool and Oxford and Stonehenge. Oh, that's so cool! Stratford upon Avon. So it's London and a bunch of England. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. So How many is, days is it? It is twelve days, October twelfth oh through gosh. the twenty-first. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, you can. Send me an email, sandy at wtmj.com. I'd be glad to send you the brochure because I'm telling you, all week, you, yeah. you're going to hear a lot about England and you're probably going to go, that would be fun. I want to hear the brochure. Big and uh, Sandy is an England expert, so it would be fun to travel with you. Okay. Text the word sandy at wtmj.com for more information, right? Sure. Sandy at WTMJ.com. That's going to be a great trip. What a good time of year to go to the fall. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I've been 10 times and. Counting, so I have oh, some favorite spots to show you, but that's what I'm excited about. Fun. Is I've been to London and Liverpool, where we're going to see those landmarks and mm-hmm. check those off the list. But Oxford and driving through the Cotswolds and oh seeing gosh. these other parts of England that I haven't been it's to wonderful. yet. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Sandy at WTMJ.com. Get a brochure. I can't go. I got to stay here since Sandy's going. But you should go with Sandy. <laughs> Sandy you- at WTMJ.com. That's so fun, Sandy. Very good. Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. When it rains, I'm only happy Ugh. 
What a miserable couple of days. Absolutely Oof. brutal. Although Saturday did sneak out a little bit of sunshine after the rain came through. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us. How did the weather impact your weekend, Niz? Oh, it was terrible. I had I had soccer games both Saturday and Sunday for, for my daughter. Um, just not pleasant outside. However, as you just mentioned, I went to the Brewers game Saturday night, yeah. and that ended up being surprisingly nice like late afternoon and evening on Saturday. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. We knew there was going to be a little bit of a window because you guys had described it, but really it rained, yeah. rained, rained. Of course, I had a contractor I had to walk around my house with for an hour outside on Saturday oh. morning, and then he left and the sun came out, and there was a pretty good window. <laughs> it was. Yeah, Saturday afternoon was the time uh, to do anything outside. What are you getting done that you got a contract running around? You know, my house is 20 years old, so it's just that time where I'm thinking about siding. My wife wants the house painted. And so then I said, well, okay. we should look at the siding, and it, the siding needs to be done eventually. I have cedar trim. Some of the cedar needs to be replaced. Yeah. So I'm thinking about doing all the cedar. I mean, this stuff is so expensive, too, Niz. I, oh, I, I oh. tell them. It's, it's crazy. Homeownership isn't all, all that it's made out to be sometimes. It's cool <laughs> when you first build the house, but then you get to, like, 15 yeah. years old, and it's like you got to start oh. to replace everything. Yep. Start thinking about it. Yep, water heaters, uh, air conditioning, whatnot. Right, I was right. the idiot who got who got mulch delivered on Friday, <gasps> and <laughs> so now it's just oh. like this heap of soaking mulch in my driveway. Oh. I was planning on actually like getting it done, and then I got tied up with some other things. Oh and, no! And you want to get a job just, done fast, Niz? My boyfriend, we got a huge lump of mulch delivered to the driveway last year, and it was like two hours before a thunderstorm was coming. And I have never seen a man with a wheelbarrow and shovel faster in my entire life. I was yeah. I was way impressed. I'm like, I was just like, uh. what do you want for dinner? Like, it is yours. I mean, but he was on a mission. He got that distributed all around the edges of the house. But yeah, that that oh, is. Man. So Did now you you've got the heavy stuff. Is? I did tarp it, but then it was windy and the yep. tarp wasn't doing a perfect job. Yep. It was, it's, yeah, so I have a feeling I, I gotta let that thing dry out a little bit, but hopefully that'll be later this week. It isn't like for me, like mulch days, like, like it's a love hate thing. Like I love it at first, like there's the pile, it's like a holiday, and then you start yes. doing it and you realize <laughs> yes. this is some hard work. It's gonna take yeah. a while, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta put your back into it, but it pays off, it yeah. keeps down the weeds, it helps. The house looked nice, yep. all that good stuff. Uh, Niz, you had a one-word description of the weather this morning. You didn't have to get real detailed. Yeah, what, what was it, crummy? Gross. <laughs> was oh, what yeah, you gross. tweeted out yeah. this morning. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, gross. Yeah, I've had crummy. I've had I've had words that I can't say. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it was gross. It was just a gross day. The wet snowflakes mixing in this morning. Now from here on out, it looks to be primarily rain. There might be some wet snow trying to mix in north and west of Milwaukee tonight. And I think it's going to be lighter and more scattered. Uh, there'll be times of dry weather. But yes, tonight and into tomorrow, still quite gloomy, still windy low of 40 tonight tomorrow a high of 48 degrees as we head on into uh, uh wednesday partly cloudy skies an improvement 53 lakeside 58 inland then thursday partly cloudy 55 lakeside inland 62 and then friday a small chance of showers 57 inland 66 degrees things are going to gradually start to work their way up here heading into the second half of the week all right we'll keep an eye on it niz Gross. Yeah, hang in there, guys. Not good for May 1st, but it will get better. Packers draft over the weekend. The NFL draft takes place. The Packers had a lot of picks. I meant to look this up and didn't. I don't know if anybody had more picks than the Packers. 
But they had a lot of picks. Was it 13, Greg? 13 picks. That's a lot. How many rounds picks. are there? Seven? Well, it was seven rounds, so they had multiple picks wow. in, in several rounds. 13. That's a lot. And you know what is? A few things really stood out to me. Uh, number one, no offensive linemen. None at all. Not a single wow. offensive lineman taken. Brian Gutekunst talked about that. I did think because of the depth of our group right now that once we got past a certain point on the board, you know, making this football team was going to be was going to be difficult on the offensive line. So, which I think opened up spots, you know, for some of those skill positions. All sorts of skill position players. Seven, if you want to include a quarterback, that was taken. Three wide receivers, two tight ends, a running back, and they had to repair the tight end position. There's no joke about that. Yeah. But a kicker was drafted for the first time in 16 years, oh boy. which clued you know, me means... in on the idea that Mason Crosby is done in Green Bay. I praise Mason up here a bunch and um, what he's done for our organization, and we're never going to close the door on that. So here's how I could see it all playing out. The, quarter, uh, the kicker that the Packers drafted, Anders Carlson, who was injured during his time at Auburn, is either terrible or gets injured, and Mason's right down the road a couple of miles away, and maybe they bring him back. Maybe. But he's going to cost a bit, and the Packers are clearly in a transition mode here. It's possible Mason could sign with another team. He's an unrestricted free agent. He could sign with any team if he wanted to. And there's going to be some championship-caliber team that has a kicking issue. Remember the issues Dallas had last year in the playoffs? Their guy couldn't make an extra point? Yeah, exactly. Mason has family in Dallas. Oh, connect the dots. Boyhood team. Mike McCarthy is there. Like There's potential for him to land somewhere else. But I don't think he would go just anywhere because he does have five kids, he's toward the end of his career, and I don't think he feels like packing up the family and moving where family isn't. Does, do you think he has a strong enough relationship with Aaron Rodgers if Aaron starts going through his wish list and said, come with me to the Jets? I do not see Mason Crosby relocating to New York for one season. It's hard for me to see a scenario where the kicker they drafted is so bad in camp or the preseason that he doesn't make the team. First off, you don't get that many chances to kick. During the preseason, they drafted the guy. I could see a scenario where if he's really, really bad, they cut him four or five games in. But, I mean, he's going to make the squad unless he's hurt, isn't he? They drafted him. You'd think, right? I mean, I have to go back to the only time I can think where a Packers kicker was drafted and then cut. And that was Brett Conway. He was a third-round pick out of Penn State. cut. And Ryan Longwell ended up taking his spot and did so, you know, for a decade or whatever. I asked Longwell about that. I was like, when did you know that you had that locked up? He said, day one. Wow. He's like, everything Brett Conway did was different when he approached the ball. Nothing was repeatable. He felt confident right from the start that he was going to win that job. So that's kind of Aren't there scouts that would see that well, <laughs> before you think, draft the right. guy? I mean, it was a colossally terrible draft pick. There's, I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. And then on the other side, Brian Longwell was an incredibly good find, right? They had a kicker in San Francisco they liked. Longwell was available, yada, yada, yada. The biggest story to me of the day is with regard to Jordan Love. The Packers have till 3 o'clock tomorrow to pick up his fifth-year option. Seems like a no-brainer, right? Aaron Rodgers is gone. The starter from last year and the last 15 years is in New York. Love is your guy. So what's the holdup? It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't you know, played, but um, at the same time, obviously, we're, we're moving forward with him, so we'll, we'll figure that out by Tuesday. So that's the GM just a couple of months after publicly defending Love, saying he's ready to play, ready to go. I don't need to see anything more. So that gave me a pause today. I, I, that was an eye-opener to me. $20 is a lot for a guy who hasn't played. Well, it, it is, I guess. But you've also committed to Jordan Love saying, this is your team for this year. And if he is good, $20 is a bargain by starting quarterback standards. It's all relative. It's not that much money. 
I mean, and it's one year. They're not even committing to him for multiple years. I can't believe they haven't picked it up. Wouldn't, won't you be shocked if they don't? Well, I'm, I'm surprised that he answered the question the way that he did. Yes. If they said, we're working on some things, I, it, that might have meant a long-term deal, but when he says... It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't you know, played. But... That really stands Yikes. out. Yikes. What do you think Jordan Love's thinking today if he hears the quotes and reads the stuff online? I mean, I'm kind of putting my hands in the air like, come on, dude. Me like, too. Are, we, are, we, are we all in on I'm like, this really? Or really? Because I'd like to be all in because I'm all in. I mean, that's not a great thing if you're Jordan Love or Jordan love, Love's camp to hear. That's not. There's no way to spin that. In that, the business of football, is this possible that this is Jordan Love's agent getting involved in this? I tried to think of it from a long-term contract standpoint. When's mm-hmm. the best time to work on a long-term deal? Typically not during the season, although that's not off-limits. It, it happens, but oftentimes the Packers will work out long-term extensions in the off-season, right before the season starts, somewhere around training camp or in training camp, and that could still certainly happen. But what Goody said indicates a, a bit of hesitancy. It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't you know, played. So for are sure. you ready to commit a long-term deal? If that's your stance. So if the 3 p.m. deadline tomorrow passes, he and the Packers can still agree to a longer contract if they want. Can he also now, if the 3 p.m. deadline passes, say, I'm not signing anything, and then he becomes a free agent? So if you get into the situation where, and I think a long-term deal would be worked out, but now you're going, what, five games into the season, six games? So maybe Jordan plays his you-know-what off. And then he's a free agent, right? right? Well, if they work out a long-term deal, it's going to cost you more than $20 a year. Right. But if he decides he doesn't want to work out a long-term deal, I mean, if they don't sign him by 3 o'clock tomorrow, he would be effectively a free agent at the end of the year. He could elect free agency if a long-term deal isn't worked out. Wow, that's strange. And and I think it would cost, if if he ends up playing great football in the first half of the season, healthy, looking good, Pro Bowl caliber, that costs you more than $20 million a year. And that's why I asked about the agent. Is that possibility of an agent getting in there and kind of mucking it up? Where Jordan Love's just like, look, I finally got my spot. I am ready to rock. And then an agent trying to kick up the income and trying to push for this long-term thing and then having this it, it could this be a, comment it, it, of, okay. could be a bit of posturing by the general manager saying, oh, it's a lot of money. I don't know. Agent's yeah. going to hear that, to be sure. But that's just a strange answer. I thought it, it was, even, too. Even if the agent is pushing for what you said, which makes sense, what he said... Is we haven't seen the guy play, so I don't know. But they said we're letting Aaron Rodgers go, even though we haven't seen the guy play. So there's one thing that you mentioned, John. Could Jordan Love become a free agent if that isn't picked up? Well, the Packers could still use what's called the franchise tag. But what the franchise tag essentially vaults your salary into the top percentage of that position in the league. Oh so my now you're gosh. talking about a $40 million wow. commitment if you use the franchise tag. So Literally double. It, to me, I, I, I get it's relative. But twenty million for a starting quarterback in the NFL, who's worth a darn—that's a bargain. Uh, let's talk about that hair. Can we talk oh, about Greg's hair? A lot of hair? commitment phobia is what I'm uh, hearing. Like, tried no to extend the quarterback. Talk yeah, I know you here. did. <laughs> I know you did. So, because of the generosity of our listeners, eight thousand dollars plus raised for the Mac Fund. Greg Golf, one hundred holes of golf, and the deal was, if he raised more than seventy-five hundred dollars, he would grow his hair out. Your wife has never even seen you with the hair that's growing in on your head right now. We're off and running. I'll put it that way. You overachieved uh, with uh, your donations, right? Uh, our our fans and listeners really came to the rescue on that. But Thanks yes, to everybody we for stepping up. Yeah, so overachieving there. So now you must overachieve and deliver to the delight of all of our fans and donors. Are you well, nervous about how this is coming in? And well, I know how it's going to look. 
It's not going to look good. <laughs> a little ragged. I, I know what's going to happen here, and it, I think it's already playing it out. Uh, it looks that way. good now. It's pre-chia pet. Well, it's just a, it's defining. You got the the jawline, and see a little definition. We are going to post pictures uh, at the end of this whole thing, just as kind of a daily update, and then we'll put all the pictures together and throw it on the website if you don't get a chance to check out our live stream. Uh, But it's come in over the course of a couple of days. Like, I I would have probably shaved this yesterday, maybe the day before. Yeah. All right, so we're going to post the pictures, WTMJ.com. The the, the Wisconsin's Afternoon News page will have stuff up there as well. So let's go, a month. I kind of feel like there are 50 different ways to say snow if you're... In certain cultures, I feel like you need to describe the length every day. So what? It, this isn't peach fuzz. No, I think we're beyond I, uh, that. What is, we, what is this today? We are a little more than fuzzy tennis ball <laughs> okay. uh, on the horseshoe side of it. And then on top, we are tennis ball. <laughs> right? So it's a little more than tennis ball on the <laughs> sides. Right. Tennis ball on top. Okay. Uh, the face, I don't know what's we're gonna going on. We're going to get prickly Stay at some tuned. point. Yeah. We're not far from that. <laughs>